Hello and welcome to another special bonus episode of the College of Optometrists' podcast. I'm Martin Cordner, Head of Research at the College, once again flying solo, dropping in from my busy jet-setting life of reviewing research grants and making tea. This episode is pretty different and quite special, as the curator of the British Optical Association Museum, which, in case you didn't know, is housed here at the College in central London, Neil Handley, sat down for a chat with the museum's artist-in-residence for 2019 to talk about her approach to the role. I mean, I did apply, uh, but I'm sure the best person won. No, no, really, it's, it's fine. But the things I can do with a canvas and a cup of tea, well, I mean, you'll never know, that's all I'm saying. Iloa spoke about her background, growing up with a medical household, her own encounters with vision problems, and how those things came together in the work for her imminent exhibition at the museum, Pathos Ocularis. It is inspired by her own experiences and asks questions about how we define illness and indeed cure. The exhibition opens on the same day as the college takes part in Open House London, the world's largest architectural festival that gives free public access to over 800 buildings, walks, talks and tours over one weekend in September. The college will be open for you to come and visit not only the museum, but the Georgian townhouse that is the base of the college itself on Sunday 22nd of September. And if you can't make it, you can always make an appointment to come and see the museum another time and receive a guided tour from Neil himself through our website tea-based artwork available for a very small fee. As always, you can contact us at podcasts at college-optometrist.org and please rate, review and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back soon, but for now, it's over to Neil. We're here at the College of Optometrists and I'm interviewing the artist-in-residence for 2019. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, hello there. My name is Ilua, and I am originally from Brazil, although I have been in the United Kingdom for over half of my life, uh, so practically English. And I'm an artist. I, I studied history of art here in London at Goldsmiths, and at the moment I'm doing a master's degree in theology and art at King's College London and I'm delighted to be the artist in residence here at the College of Optometrists. Well we're very pleased to have you. Tell me a bit about your journey as an artist. What have been your artistic influences? Well I suppose I have been artistic um, since I was a little girl. My dad is a doctor and uh, as a child I used to make countless drawings uh, which were hung in his consultation room. My work is very informed by art history, because that's what my degree is in, but also because my dad's a doctor uh, and I, you know, surrounded by medical books and all his friends are doctors and he spent copious amount of time in hospitals and medical centers as a child. I've always had an interest in medicine and, and you know, the, the, the depictions of medical um, problems and so um, when I I was appointed artist in residence here um, I was obviously really really delighted because finally uh, I had an official chance to explore the intersection of art and medicine and science so that's been really interesting. How would you describe the type of art that you normally produce? So um, my conceptually, my concern is mainly the human condition. So, because the body is where the human condition is housed, um, 
body parts and internal organs feature very heavily in my work. So there's always a kind of, a, you know, a, a medical element to it anyway. Um, and so some would say my work's quite figurative because, you know, body and, and organs. Um, but I work a lot with glass and I work a lot with body casting. I think my work is conceptual, nevertheless figurative. So. And of course it was through a client that you first encountered the College of Optometrists. Yes, exactly. So my good friend Adrian um, commissioned me to make an eye sculpture and I, I thought, well, I have to research, uh, you know, eyes. And actually, that's when I discovered the College of Optometrists Museum. And I said to him, oh, I'm going to go there, I'm going to do research. And he said that he wanted to come uh, along with me because he loves eyes. And then the, the rest is history and met you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you kindly took us around. <laughs> well, obviously, I, I know what the museum looks like, but perhaps you could... Uh, describe for the interview what your first impression of the college was. So well, obviously being so passionate about um, history of medicine and everything related to it, um, my, my impression of the museum was that, you know, this kind of precious jewelry box containing all these amazing uh, curiosities and um, and of course I was completely enthralled by the collections you know of the glass eyes and all the the glasses and the St. Lucy's and the books. But it wasn't just uh, that these were interesting to you as an artist because you actually have a a more personal and direct interest in the health of the eye itself. Could you tell me a bit about that? Yes, um, in 2015 I felt very ill um, and eventually when I was properly diagnosed um, I, I actually had an infection in my petrous bone in the base of my skull and what um, made me seek uh, help again at the hospital was the fact that one day I woke up and I could see everything double with my right eye. And I was obviously very concerned, it was very, very discombobulating, the whole thing. Um, and so I went to Moorfields Eye Hospital and when the nurse said, are you, are you saying the truth? Can you really see two of my hands and two of this pen? And I was like, yeah, I can. I said, right, wait there and straight send me to, to neurology. Um, and they did loads of tests. Uh, so when I visited the museum, of course, you know, I was kind of uh, very attentive to objects or books or paintings and drawings that might be representing that specific pathology. And did this affect your the way of life and, and the way you worked at the time? Oh yeah, I was completely out of work for quite some time. Um, I had terrible headaches. The double vision went within a month. It, it didn't last that long, but I was very, very ill for a long time. Um, the, the infection really spread to my brain, so it's properly hospitalized and bombarded with intravenous antibiotics and steroids. Um, and I wasn't well for about seven, eight months. So yes, it affected me quite severely while I was ill. And, and I still suffer from some sequels. You know, my eyesight hasn't been the same. Um, the dryness in my eyes got a lot worse. And you had 
uh, an unfortunate death or, or unfortunate in other ways encounter with a wide range of eye care professionals, mm -hmm. optometrists, ophthalmologists, neurologists. Mm -hmm. uh, what has been your impression of the, the care that you've received? Well, actually, it's been, it was amazing. You know, um, once I was diagnosed at Moorfields and then Dr. Plant uh, took over my case, um, you know, it was, it was amazing. You know, I, I remember being told at hospital, if you don't get better within 12 hours with this intravenous therapy, we're going to have to operate your head. Basically, I have to cut my head open and drain the pus. Um, but luckily, I, I was all right. <laughs> uh, so that, that was great. And then subsequently, I know I went to loads of MRI scans. So, you know, those, um, the follow-up was really thorough. Uh, and then here, you know, Daniel, whom I met, um, had, you know, great chats um, uh, with him and in this whole process I've learned so much about eye health mm -hmm. you know I think when I, I went to see my my eye doctor my ophthalmologist in Brazil he and my dad are good friends and he was like my god what have you studied <laughs> I think you know, all of a sudden you know all, all these things and um, by the same token actually my current uh, optometrist uh, Leon um, has been great um, you know, telling me loads of things that I should do to, um, you know, to cope with the eye dryness and photophobia. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm very, very lucky to have received um, such great eye care and also to have, you know, have done the residency here because everything that I learned through the books and all my research um, also harness me in relation to how to look after my eye health. I so. believe you've also had discussions with the college's clinical advisor, mm -hmm. Daniel Hardiman-McCartney. What type of discussions did you have with him and how was he able to help you develop your artistic project? Um, so I, I asked Daniel several different things in relation to you know how um, our vision works and questions in relation to eye pathologies and um, in relation even to how, you know, relationship between practitioners and patients. Um, so, yeah, there's quite a lot that was discussed. And he was really, really helpful and gave me lots of insights. And one of the topics which I know interested you uh, from the exhibits in the museum uh, was the subject of St. Lucy. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a painting of St. Lucy mm -hmm. and we also have two-dimensional and three-dimensional representations of her, statues, mm -hmm. relics and other um, Lucy-related memorabilia. Mm -hmm. um, what, what is it about St. Lucy that appeals to you? So um, I, I love representation of saints in general. I guess, you know, growing up in Brazil, I was exposed to Baroque churches and private devotions and public devotions. Um, you know, Christ the Redeemer is the biggest sculpture in Brazil. So the interest in Christianity and Christian iconography has always been there as well. And I, one thing that I have, had done before in my practice was, uh, you know, playing digitally with um, an old master's painting and adding my face to it in a, in a playful way uh, to change the meaning or add to the meaning of that painting. And so St. Lucy 
um, became a possibility um, for for this um, because of course nowadays we are very very lucky to have antibiotics and steroids and and hospitals when um, St. Lucy became uh, the patron saint of eyesight. Uh, there was no, no such healthcare. And so praying to St. Lucy would have been, uh, you know, one of only hopes uh, to have your sight cured. And so exploring uh, her iconography in this context uh, was an avenue to also um, tap on, on this, you know, the anxieties in relation to cure and our changing attitudes in relation to that. So, you know, you'd uh, say a prayer, light a candle, and nowadays you can go to A&E. And of course, you know, the iconography of St. Lucy is very beautiful. Um, so, yes, it's very, very appealing. Um, so, you know, I don't want to be a spoiler, but um, I have done a self-portrait uh, at St. Lucy. And I, of course, I, had, I felt I had to be very careful with that because even though, you know, my eye pathology was horrible, before um, antibiotics, I would have died unequivocally. That, that would have been it. So therefore, I cannot possibly say that what I went through, despite being horrific, was nearly as horrific as martyrdom. I cannot say that. So you have to, you know, tone it down. But nevertheless, I, you know, I, I felt there was a scope for doing, for doing this. And the St. Lucy I have chosen to work with is actually wearing a metal bodice. That kind of alludes to an armor. And I like that because it shows her kind of as, as a warrior as, you know, someone with a strength, of course, you know, would be someone with a strength of belief, mm -hmm. but also her resilience. And so that's uh, what I wanted to communicate. So you've given us uh, one clue mm -hmm. about what's going to be in your forthcoming exhibition. Mm -hmm. uh, the residency isn't yet complete and the mm -hmm. exhibition is still uh, a few weeks away, but what might visitors reasonably expect? Well, given that I work a lot with glass, inevitably there'll be some glass eyes. And given that I also work with body casting, there'll be some kind of, you know, body casting and body parts. Um, but also because my exhibit will be in the vitrine, which at the moment contains lots of um, antique photographs, people wearing glasses, uh, I'm also responding to the very content of the vitrine. So I'm decided to keep in tune with that. So there's some kind of, you know, educative um, approach to how uh, I'm going to display the work. And you learn some new skills as, as part of the process. Uh, yeah, so kind of finally had the opportunity to um, learn a bit of um, lamp work. Then uh, usually I cast glass and, and lamp work. You actually work with the melting glass on a torch. Can't say I'm that good at it yet, but you know it's a learning process. Well, we are an educational institution. Yeah. So, but but it was you know it was really good because it's a technique I definitely um, want to to learn properly, so it was good to have a reason to get a grip and get, you know, get started. Now, I think we need to explain to our visitors what the, the title of the exhibition actually means. You've chosen uh, a classical sounding title, Pathos Ocularis. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I chose this title without wanting to sound lofty, but 
because um, my exhibit deals a lot with the history of medicine and history of science, I, I chose to work with two words, one in you know, Greek and another one Latin, because historically those are the languages used uh, in, in science, in the history of science. So pathos meaning suffering and pain in, in Greek and oculitis from the Latin you know, relating to eyes. So eye suffering, uh, eye pain, or eye pathologies. And that's, that's why I chose uh, the, the title because my own eye pathology you know, features so heavily in the exhibit. Yeah. And, and what do you hope that visitors will get from visiting this exhibition to see your work? What reactions would you like them to come out with? I would like them to think about their own eye health and um, realise that looking after their eyes is really important. Um, and also raise awareness of um, you know things that I'm suffering uh, from, which are becoming more common, such as eye dryness and photophobia. So I think that's you know definitely I would like people to um, become aware about these things, uh, but also you know enjoy the exhibits aesthetically and um, think hopefully you know think differently or question um, you know idea of beauty and also question the concepts of infirmity and of cure. You know, what, how, how do we define illness? How do we define cure? And after this exhibition, what will be next for you? Well, I think I'll be concentrating on my master's degree, writing my final dissertation. That's what uh, we'll, I'll be focusing on. Uh, and then then I'll take it from there once that is done. Okay, well, well, thank you very much for being our artist in residence for 2019. The exhibition opens on our open house day, uh, which is Sunday the 22nd of September in the afternoon, and it will continue for at least the next six months, open Mondays to Fridays during office hours by appointment at the College of Optometrists, 42 Craven Street, London, WC2N5NG. You obviously know how to get here, and we hope that your work will attract a whole wide range of new visitors to come and see both the treasures of the history of this subject and also the contemporary artistic objects that have been, been inspired uh, by the collections. So thank you, Ilua. Thank you very much indeed for being here today. Well, thank you very much, Neil, for having me as your artist in residence for 2019. It's been a pleasure.